Matthew, Luke, and John all recount the birth of Jesus, but they do it in different ways. John's account emphasizes the divine nature of Jesus in more theological terms than the others. Today, we focus on his description of Jesus as the Word that became flesh. Here's Pastor Carter McDaniel with more on today's Central Moment. Well, thanks for joining us on today's Central Moment. It's wonderful to spend a couple of moments around God's Word with you today. Uh, one of the passages of Scripture I think a lot about at Christmas time is John chapter 1. John presents a pretty different account of the Christmas story than some of the other gospel writers uh, like Matthew and Luke. While Matthew and Luke deal more with concrete, factual information, John's account is more abstract. I like to think of it like this. If Matthew and Luke are the news stories documenting Jesus' birth, John 1 gives us the analysis. Matthew and Luke are focused on the humanity of Jesus' birth, but John focuses more on the divine. Matthew and Luke refer to Jesus as the child or the baby, uh, but John refers to Jesus differently in more theological terms. And over the next two days, we're going to take a look at the two terms that John uses. The first of these happens right at the beginning of the first verse. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So John describes Jesus as the Word in this passage. Uh, the Greek word here is logos, and that literally translates as the word. It means imprinted information. And to the Greeks, the word logos conveyed the very purpose, plan, and design of the universe. It's the word that gives the world order. It's also significant to a Jewish audience, because for Jews, the phrase, the word of God, conveys the very essence of God that is different from humanity, the space between uh, God and humanity is really conveyed by this idea of the Word of God to Jews. So John's word choice and everything else in these first three verses is establishing for us that Jesus is, in fact, God. He was there in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. But he wasn't just there. He was with God at the beginning. And he wasn't just with God. He was God. And the idea that nothing was made without him really implies that Jesus himself wasn't made. He was always there uh, the entire time, uh, existing as part of the Godhead. And then if we skip down to verse 14, we get to the real Christmas part of the story. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, the idea that God would become a human is earth-shattering to some of the earlier audience, to the Greeks. There was a large gulf between the idea of deity and humanity. Uh, in fact, the word flesh would have been seen as almost dirty to them. There, was never been a, there would never be a case for the Greeks where a god would want to come down to the human level. In fact, if anything, it was always trying to go uh, the other way. But this verse tells us that the word became flesh. He didn't just come and visit our flesh. He didn't kind of look in the window and say hello down there. He became flesh. He didn't put on flesh for a moment either. He didn't put on a costume and dress up like a human. No, but he, the Word, became flesh, and the Word made his dwelling among us. The idea that God dwelt among us is also amazing. God didn't just, just look in. He came down and got down where we lived. I like the way Eugene Peterson translates this in the message version. He says, the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. He didn't sit on some perch and look in. He came right where we are. But in the process of that, he didn't lose any of his 
godness. He still was the Word. The Word didn't stop being the Word and become flesh. The Word became flesh at the same time. And this verse captures that, where it says, we, the end of it talks about His glory. We've seen the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the core of the Christmas message, and one that I like to think about a lot, that God didn't cash in His his deity, that Jesus didn't stop being God, but he became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's the good news uh, that we have at this Christmas season. Lord, thanks that Jesus loved us so much that he became flesh. He came right down where we live. He met us right where we're at, got down in the mess with us, and dwelt among us. And Lord, thank you for the promise that that is and what that means to us. Thank you that we can hold on to that today. We celebrate that at Christmas, and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.